Hey everybody, a great way to help the show out if you're buying any last minute Halloween stuff or early turkey day stuff or tofurkey day stuff, you can use our Amazon link. It's at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. I, I said that in a weird question. Can you use our Amazon link? I would appreciate it if you use our Amazon link at sleepwithmepodcast.com. It's the same Amazon you always use, same prices and everything. We just get a small percentage of what you purchase. And right now, that is huge because I'm trying to get somebody to work with the podcast. And at least I can, it's a, it's a huge help. So I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks a lot. And just remember, there's only one way to help out the show. So don't feel any pressure if you don't use it or you have a charity or a school that you already use it for or you're in Canada, UK, Australia, another wonderful country, then just spread the word or, or don't, you know, you don't have to do anything, just listen and sleep. That, that really is, I, I totally love and respect the silent majority that listen to this podcast too. All right, let's get on to the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever has you up tossing and turning, mind racing, whether it's worrying or feeling something or physical pain or discomfort. I'm going to do my damnedest to distract you from that with, you know, malfunctioning alliteration. But mostly, you know, I'm going to have this story. It's going gonna, it's gonna to start up and maybe be a little while. First, I'm going to do a little, uh, you know, warm up the old bathtub, as they say in the... Uh, the bath drawing business not the bath drawing like artists because I think that would just depend you'd say well geez that's not a that's not a subset of art uh, actually because I'm a pointillist and I do baths all the time and I don't do any drawing I do but b- poking and I say really that's what you call it poking well that's what I call it because you know I'm a point but it's a subset of pointillism pointillism pokers but, you know, other baths, you know, you could say it's still if person's a bastard or drawer, only if they use draw. And, you know, my partner here, he's a, uh, he's a, he's a charcoal artist. And, I, you know, we call him a dragger because he drags the charcoal across the page. And they say, is that a subset of, so is that drawing charcoal dragger? And he'd say, you could say that if you ran a gallery. And then we had this laugh, the three of us. And I didn't know what the hell we were laughing at. But I said, well, she's I want to be polite to these guys, you know. And I'd say, and I said, so, but does he dra- drag any tub baths? And he says, well, he prefers scum tubs, like you just about said. And I said, to, you know, I said, boys, let's, let's drop a little, uh, you know, uh, uh, kindergarten philosophy on each other here. Is, when does a, bath, a tub become a bath? And then they, they said, okay, excuse us. And then they let, you know, and I said, well, where are you guys? Because they said the bathroom. And then they I watched them leave the cafe. But that's something to think about. You know, when does a, a tub become a bath? You know, because some kids, you say, and then they say, oh, okay, when does a tub become a tubby? Well, when a kid is in it, that's a verb, actually, by the way, tubby. I'm having a tubby. Or is having a verb? So tubby's, a, is that an object? And what the hell's a predicate again? I wish I had someone here, you know, to say, well, she's don't, Scooter, don't ask what a predicate is. And then please don't ask what an adverb is, because a predicate, at least you could say, you know, 62% of Americans don't know either, but adjective. And I say, okay, I won't ask. I won't ask. I'll wonder, but I won't ask. And that's the kind of things I do here. I introduce uh, things they say, well, geez, uh, not earth-shattering questions, but questions nonetheless, uh, to try to take your attention in, 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 away from whatever's going on with you. But, but believe me, when you get to the story portion, you know, that, that it'll be similar, but, but it'll be more, you know, continuous, linear, well, not linear always, most of the time linear. But speaking of distractions, I say, geez, when does a tub become a bath? You know, is it, well, I have a, I'm having a bath, is that... 
And I said, Jesus, what is that in Spanish? Because is that is having, that is hacer mean having? Would you say, uh, he's, a, I'm, I'm making, I'm drawing a bath, okay. I'm making, I'm bathing a bath. Yeah, you wouldn't say I'm bathing a bath. Uh, God forbid you'd be, I guess a tub, if a tub, if a faucet could speak, it would say I'm birthing a bath, you know. And that would be something on a weirdest family feud. Okay, uh, things tubs say. I'll take. Oh no, I guess that would be uh, Jeopardy. Things tubs say for a thousand, Alex. And he'd say we've gone through the Alec. Yeah, I remember we went through that other opening. And it would say, uh, "I'm birthing a bath." Oh, and they'd say things tubs say. Or is that family feud? I don't know. Not important, I guess. What's important is that I'm here to take your mind off of stuff. And I do it in a three, I guess I don't, I didn't realize this till just now. Because I'm honestly trying to distract myself from the bath because I'm like my dog with the squirrel. I just keep saying, well, what other, what other stuff, what other distractions could I work out of this bathtub? And I say, you know, and I say, that's a good thing. So, you know, well, we're in a water crisis, so we got to cut down on the bathing and the bathing. Uh... They say, I'm going to have a tub. No one says that. And, and they say, well, geez, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I'll, I'll take a tub. I'm going to take a tubby. I have a bath, draw a bath. I take a bath, get in the bath, bathe. Ba- you know, bathing. That's what my dad says, bathing. He goes, because when we're, when we're at their little cabin, you know, they have a septic tank, and it's an old septic tank. So you have to bathe in the lake uh, or wash yourself in the lake. So you say, I mean, he always says, I'm going bathing in the lake. And then we all, we all, you know, we don't have, we say, okay, Dad, go, go. Well, you want to go back? And they say, yeah, I'll be down in a minute. But it's, um, I guess maybe I say it now too, too but uh, but the podcast, I'm going to try to distract you from whatever's going on in your head. Uh, I'm going to try to take your mind off of it, whether you got a mind that's like, well, I, I really could go for a debate right now about bathing and tubbing. Wasn't there a band? Wasn't there a, I can remember when I was a PE teacher, I was a young, young man. Was that when it was? But there was an album called Tub, Tub Thumpers, and I can remember a little kid saying to me, Tub Thumper. And I said, okay, you know, detain, you know, you know, back, go to the back of the room. No, I didn't do that. Uh, anyway, so this is a podcast to take your mind off stuff. A little bit silly. Uh, a little bit of, sometimes I get lost in my own metaphor attempts. Kind of like a you know a spider that doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and I don't know if they had that in any of the Spider-Man movies. Probably, I think at least Tobey Maguire he plays a good. He he could play a good pratfall, and that would be my middle name. They said, "Well, what James Bond movie are you in?" Pratfall. Well, that it was called Skyfall. No, it was a James. You know, it's a one that's coming up. Uh, pratfall. And they say, well, no, we we've gone with we decided to go with Toby Maguire scooter, not you. Well, you, that's a good choice, actually. Great, great job. That's very you know good, wise move. Uh, but anyway, what was my point? So if I was a spider, I'd be caught up in my own web, just like I'm getting caught up in my words here, and I can't find my way back to wherever I tried to. I tried to get out of the tub bathing and into something to close this out. But mainly, I want to draw your attention in into a warm tub, and you know. But I want to get all the brain parts or the emotional parts of you in the tub. You know, get them settled, and then I, I get I get the tub to a nice temperature that keeps them. I give them all their tub stuff, and I say, I got all the tub stuff. You, you guys want the crayons to draw on the tub walls. And while I do this, you can go back and sneak into your bedroom, you know, metaphorically, and, you know, just take your attention and fall asleep whenever you feel like it. And I'll take all the parts of you that are bothering you, keep them in the tub. Believe me, this is a magical tub. And I get this new thing for them, which is what this podcast is. I say, hey, bring guys. Hey, you know, all you other things, jack in for this wonderful person's attention. 
I got all this great tub stuff for you, and I have this new invention I came up with. Tub tails. And then I see you raising your hand and saying, you, you want to make a duck tails joke. Go ahead, go ahead, duck tails. Woo. Um, but yeah, it's called tub tails. And I, while you guys play in the tub, I'm going to, you know, do some lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. You know, weave a little, not a magical story, but a story that is, uh, it has elements of the magic of story in there. And you guys just play, you know, make it, go ahead. I've, I've got, you know, I have, a, you know, vibrations of, of, of uh, keep, keep keeping everybody calm in there. No, no, you know. And you be in bed, you see, geez, you'll just hear out of the bathroom. What's that? You know, something like that. And you'll drift off and sleep. That's the idea of the podcast. But there's a second layer. Oh, I think I was going to say the podcast goes in three forms. Usually this is like the uh, long, drawn-out metaphor part, the introduction for new people. After this, I'll go into the thanking people and, and covering some housekeeping and building a sense of, of furthering the safe place where you say, okay, this is a place where everybody's welcome. Okay, so that that's part two. And then we'll go into a little tale, a little story. And if if there's an occasion, or 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 you want to do some sort of uh, what do you call it, like a ritual, bedtime ritual, where you listen to this instead, or you can't drift off that. My my story will be here, and I'll be doing my best job to make it fairly entertaining, but not gripping. And you can always listen to it another time. And it's gonna be packed up with nonsense. So it's not like you're gonna. It's not edge of your seat viewing. It's deep, it, 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 it curled up it, behind your seat. You know, you know. There's no seat involved. It's all vertical. No, or no, all horizontal. Horizontal seat viewing or something. Fully reclined viewing. That's what I'd say. Fully reclined viewing. But if you can't sleep, I'll be here to keep you company. I'm reaching my hand and my voice across the deep dark night. And you're not the only one. There's plenty of other people listening. And not everyone might have the same exact thing going on. But, and, and I know in, all, in some sense we're all alone. But we're also not all alone. In the same side of that strange coin that doesn't make any sense. I'll be here for, me, for you. And I'll tell you what, the community of listeners that I hear from it, it will be here for you. At least in some, you know, vibrational, you know, positron manner. All right? And the main message I always try to get across is that I'm glad you're here. I really hope, I really desire, I really yearn to help you fall asleep. So, you know, thanks for testing this out, or thanks for coming back. Uh, hey, okay, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. Uh, you can comment on the website. You can... Uh, Email me so feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook, and I post uh, bloopers and sleep related articles on those places. Uh, I want everybody to know another feature in Overcast for those people that are like, hey, I want to skip the intros and you don't use the other podcast, Sleep to Strange. Uh, Overcast now has uh, chapter marks, and I'm going to start using the chapter mark feature. I've used it in the past, but if you use Overcast, and I, I guarantee Apple's going to follow suit, you'll just be able to skip. You say, "Oh, I want to skip the intro. Oh, I want to skip. I want to just get straight to the thank yous." You can do that in Overcast. You can do it in Pocketcast a little bit differently. You just go to show notes, which you thumb over once. And you can click on the timestamps. But I just seen a couple of people wondering about that. So that's those are nice features, and uh, hopefully becoming all the other podcasting ways you listen. Uh, so that's that. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music. I want to thank uh, Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. I want to thank our moderators. We have Facebook groups over at sleepwithmepodcast.com/slash/nods. And I want to thank our moder- moderators over there, uh, Julie C., Lido Lie, Jennifer B., Rachel L. to the G., Lauren Alexandra, uh, maintaining things over there. 
And then I also want to thank a couple of people that did write up some nice things for the podcast this week. I want to thank Whitney Matheson over, she wrote an article at Mental Floss, and she had really nice things to say about the podcast, and she's a listener. So the podcast is actually, you know, she's a customer or user, you know, kind of like that Tom, ba- it was Tom Bosley, a member of the Bosley Institute for Hair Loss. But Whitney has a full head of hair, and she's over at WhitneyMatheson.com. Link will be in the show notes. Check, follow her. She's a freelance writer. And I just, I just want to make sure to thank her. Follow her on Twitter. Uh, just get over there and support her, WhitneyMatheson.com. And then I want to thank Chris Sullivan, uh, a.k.a. Sully NYC. Now, I don't know if any of you have seen the posters for the new season of The Nick, uh, but Sully is the guy, one of the guys on the posters, the, the one that looks the coolest. And I know Clive Owen maybe looks the smoothest. Okay, I'll give it to you. But but but, uh, but I want you to go over to Chris's website because not only does he play, this guy can hold a belly club, I'll tell you. But not only is is he a talented actor, but he's a talented musician over at SullyNYC.com. He's a part of the benevolent folk. You can get his music over at Bandcamp, and I just got it, and now I'm going to get it on my phone, and I'm going to be, and you can listen to it there. Oh boy, you want to talk about? And you guys will like this, I can guarantee it. And Chris plays uh, Tom Cleary, by the way, on uh, the Nick. And I, I haven't had a chance to tweet him this, but he was in Peter Pan Live on NBC last year. And I meant to tweet him to find out if he got to be in the parade when they were in the parade. Because remember, Ray and the Gregor and I were watching the parade. So that's just a question for So thank you, Chris. Thank you, Whitney, for supporting the show. And if you guys have any projects, anything you're working on, let me know about it. Because this is, this is how this podcast works. Is you know like like the song "Lean on Me," you know when you just when you hear that song you think uh, one I wish I you know you say geez I wish I had someone to lean on right now. Two was that in Stand by Me was it? But uh, and then you wish you could be rocking back. But we'll we'll virtually do that. We're leaning on each other, and when you hear that song, most of the time, even if you don't have one someone to lean on. You, I, I don't know about you guys. I feel good. I'm not kidding. And I start singing it. And so I want this podcast to be like the dull version of Lean On Me. I got big dreams here. So let's support one another and uh, support Wendy and Chris. Uh, support Sarah and Tiffany over at uh, Hey Tiffany and Lulu. Okay, and thanks. Let's just keep supporting each other. How's that sound? All right, and let's get to sleep. I think I got overexcited there, but I'm going to calm down now. All right, so, hey, everybody, we're back with another trending Twitter Tuesday. I just fired up my trends here on my little Twitter app. And it said, this is a more diverse one. So I don't know if, it, like I said, I'm not sure if it's just pulling it. But it's, uh, believe it or not, when you're hearing this, it would be much different. But it's uh, October 5th. It's a Monday. It's just before 6.30 in the p.m. And this is the time I have this week to record. So here we are. And hey, we're still in the middle of our Halloween or, or costume uh, costuming uh, Adventure. Let's see how many trends we have. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine trends. And we're in the middle of this uh, unfolding story full of, uh, ma- you know, ma- ma- like a masquerade ball, you know, like multiple, ma- you know, the mask, but the masquerading part or the. You see, well, it's not the masking, but I guess it is the the, the costume, the, the tale of the crazed costumer. Uh, maybe not. It's, it should be more of an allusion to uh, what do you call that? Uh, what's that? Uh, Wizard of Oz. Sorry, now I got to apologize to L. Frank Baum uh, because they were slightly similar to to that, but not the same, I guess. So maybe not. I say, well, Jesus, it's not. But what happened was I offended Ju- Judy Garland by calling her Julie Andrews. And I guess at the exact same time as I was offending her, 
and the woman uh, with the, the uh, and you know obviously Julie Andrews might not have been too happy. And uh, you know Joan Crawford, I, I threw. I don't know when I mixed up Joan Crawford, but at the same time as I was insulting them, I guess in some alternative parallel universe, or spoiler alert for those of you that are living, some sort of afterlife, possibly, possibly, uh, because there are living people there. So some sort of adventurer's world, some sort of adventuring world where you could go. Uh, Judy Garland said, hey, you know, you kind of, and I, I thought she just wanted me to apologize. It ends up there's a dictator there, Thado, who controls the world, Judy, Judy Garland, uh, Joan Crawford. And would you believe it's some sort of, you say, well, if you're, if you're into sensible stories, you know, you're not going to go for this. But Julie Andrews was there. Now, maybe it's the astral projection of her. Doppelganger on Earth, possibly, or you know, maybe time travel and afterlife mashup. I don't know. All I can tell you from my perspective is, see, which is, I'm not a scientist or afterlife specialist. All I can tell you is, I was at my house regular weekend. My old piano teacher shows up. She's not living, as far as I know. Oh boy, I should have double checked my facts on that one. Uh, but I didn't. But anyway, she shows up and she says, you got to come with me. If a flying piano comes, or piano flown by giant eagle's wings. And we take off in this piano, go to the kingdom of Jew, Jew, Judy Garland, meet up with Drake and Super Dave Osborne, who are supposed to help me. They, they weren't, they, at first, you know, they weren't a big help, but then eventually... They ditched me. I found Mumble Bear, the mumbling bear, you know, bear, humanoid bear. Mumble Bear and I were caught up with Ju- Ju- Judy Garland and Drake and Super Dave Bosworth. She said, hey, you know, we got to win this costume contest against Thado. He's the dictator. He'll give up his dictatorship. That's how big a costume contest he's in or how, you know, blind his confidence is. So she said, you got to go get Joan Crawford, Julie Andrews, and me, some, and maybe my piano teacher uh, costumes. Boom. In the next two episodes, Joan Crawford got her costumed, uh, left Super Dave with her. Then me, Drake, and uh, Mumble Bear found Julie Andrews and we costumed Julie Andrews. I, I, no, you, you'll have to either, maybe, I don't know if I'll bring, we'll see about they talking about their costumes. But then um, what happened next? Uh, what did happen next? Oh, I left Mumble Bear with Julie Andrews and then me and Drake, that's that's where we last left off and uh and this, uh, you know, Halloween costume adventure, costumers ball, the crazed costumers corny, you know, storytelling where it starts with a C. So me and Drake, we 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 went, we we got up, you know. We had spent the night in the graduate. Oh no, we fell asleep in the grass on the campus, a fake Notre Dame campus. That was Julie Andrews' kingdom in this world. And I know, I'm not a, you know, I'm sure her biographer herself would be shocked to know that she's such a Notre Dame and sports fan. And but this was an exact, uh, well, I don't know, I've only been to Notre Dame's campus once I was drunk, most of the time I was there. And but but it was like a Notre Dame campus, like the parts I've seen on TV. You know, it had gold domes. It had a field house. I know they've got a lot of field houses there, and you could feel the palpable. Well, I think she was just into the more sports side, college sports. And you know, but anyway, we looked, we 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 said we said our goodbyes to Mumble Bear and Julie Andrews. And the young YouTube star who had become her assistant, whose name, I think his name might have been Felix, but I'm not sure. He was an incredibly nice young man, though. You know, I'm sorry I forgot. Oh, boy, that'll be a whole nother episode apologizing to him. Well, I guess he's, a, you know, anyway, it's not important. So me and Drake got ready to leave, and then I said, well, geez, how are we getting out of here? Because we'd flown by Eagle. We had traveled by a mole, mole hole as I like to call it, or as Muskie calls it, uh, 
superconduction uh, tubes, uh, vacuum tubes. But then as we, me and, me and Muskie, oh no, it's not Muskie, it's Drake. I'm sorry, Drake. But me and Drake went to the edge of campus where campus just dropped off into a sea of, of nothingness. And I said, and I said, how, is this how your kingdom's protected, Lady Andrews? And she said, she just giggled at that. And she said, yeah, we're surrounded by a vacuum of ignorance. And then I said, so there's no ignorance in there because it's an absence of ignorance? And she, she just patted my head. And I said, no, no, I think I'm And she said, who, who, I'm Lady Andrews, sir. And I looked around and it seemed like it was probably a vacuum created by ignorance or a vacuum of, uh, you know, some sort of, some sort of ignorance uh, based. I don't know. I, I, it looked like nothing. It was just a freaking bunch of gray crap. It was boring. And then she, her mumble there said they, they had an appointment with the, you know, the tailors from Julie Andrew. Ju, oh boy, Julie Judy Garland's team of uh, you know tailors was coming. So she left me and Drake, and then I said, I said so. Because I think I had you know worn out all of me and Drake's. You know, I had so many questions about Canada. There are not so many, but too many. Drake said I had too many questions about Canada. He said I'm more than just a Canadian. And I said, yeah, but the, I said that was what I, I said. Okay, Drake. Okay. I said, tell me what's up with MTV. He said, is is MTV still a channel you go to? And he looked at me distastefully. And I said, do you, and I said, I said, do you have something you watch on MTV? Still, he said, MTV Fan Wars. And I said, MTV Fan Wars. Oh boy, I love that. I said, did you ever hear the MTV Fan Wars when it was uh, Bernie the Butterfly interviewed those guys? Uh, five seconds of summer. It was like he was the. It was MTV Fan Wars. Uh, five S seconds, five SOS fan, Bernie Butterfly, and Drake. But he was like, is he, you know, sometimes they can get people like, is he serious or not? And I said, Drake, do you know who LeVar Burton is? He said, yeah. And I said, LeVar Burton could be a Canadian because he's so damn nice, but he, I think he's American, but he, he's, he's as nice as a Canadian. Hendrick said he agreed, and I said, you know, that Bernie the Butterfly, you know, butterflies don't like, uh, I said, I don't know how they feel about Canadians, but they don't like LeVar Burton, some, some of them. And Drake said, really? I'm surprised. I said, well, at least, I said, well, I only know one butterfly, actually, Bernie. And he said, the butter, he said he speaks for the butterflies, and they don't like LeVar Burton. And Drake said, really, this is good. And I said, oh, Drake, hold on, I'm getting somewhere. And I said, actually, Bernie the Butterfly reminds you know, he's a big into feuds like you, Drake. And Drake's like, I'm the victim of feuds. I'm not a feud starter. And I said, that sounds, you sound exactly like Bernie the Butterfly. And then, you know, Drake got on his feud face, which is kind of like my face all the time. And they said, we're so much alike, Drake. I walked down the street with that face 23 hours of the day. Even in my dreams, I have on my feud face. They said, what are you looking at? Don't smile at me. Are you walking to my air? You you think you're going to breathe my oxygen? And then Drake said, tell me more about this interview. He goes, because I I don't remember that MTV fan wars. I remember one with five seconds of summer. And then we heard the KAW call of... uh, I said, is that an eagle's caw or the evil uh, raven's caw? And Drake said, I didn't hear anything. And I said, oh, okay. And I said, because I could have sworn I heard a caw, K-A-W. And Drake said, it's spelled C-A-W. And I said, well, this was more of a K, a hard K. And he said, it could be a hard C, C-caw. I said, no wonder English is so hard to learn. Are those both, they sound the same, but they're two different letters? I said, that's like us and not them. You know, I said, I'm sure in Canada you guys have a more efficient English up there. I said, you guys probably just have a nice K. You say, hey, we, no, we don't have our hard and soft vowels here in Canada. We have nice and nicer vowels. 
Andrew Rick said, well, anyway, what about this? And I said, oh, well, Bernie the Butterfly, he, he, he likes that. Uh... I said, let me think of what the guy's names in that band are. You know there's the one Ashton, right? And Drake said, yeah. And I said, are you feuding with him? And he said, I don't know. And I said, then there's a kid with green hair. I think he's a drummer. And Drake said, yep. And I said, I said, and then there's a guy who's like the tough guy. I don't know his name. I want to say Mono, but that's from uh, uh, Metastas News. And he says, so you got Ashton's like the, uh, you know, the dreamboat. Then you got the tough guy. Then you got the drummer's the oddball. And then you have the other guy, the, the McCartney. I guess the McCartney and the Bernie got along real good. And, and and Drake didn't know. And they said, did you just hear that? And, and, and I thought I heard something. And Drake said, what? I said, it sounded like la, 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 la. And Drake said, no. And I said, Drake, we got to get a move on here. Because I, I said, I think we're being tested like something's caught calling us into this void in front of us. And I said, Drake, we're going we're gonna to have to jump into this. And he goes, I'm not jumping into a void of, of ignorance. And I said, what could be better? I'm sure that, I said, you should have a glass of void of ignorance because that would cure all your feuds. You'd have the ultimate understanding of your feudies. And you'd say, well, you know, well, CB, you know, I'm not mad at you anymore. I know, you know, you're just trying to work, you know, whatever, you know. You got, you got some issues, man. Or whoever, I, I said, you know, you, you. and Drake said, really, cut, cut it out. He goes, can you drop, and I said, I'm dropping the feud stuff. But I said, let's just jump into this. I said, hopefully it's not a vacuum. I said, but I said, let's jump in here and see what happens. And Drake said, why? I said, because I'm sick of waiting around and I'm, I'm out of stuff to talk to you about. I'm getting uncomfortable. And plus, you're, you know, I said, hopefully you'll, your mind will be cleared, but I don't want you making up some rap, you know, about me. Or, I mean, unless you're going to, it's going to be a positive one. But I just don't feel like, I, I like you, Drake, and I like the can, Canadian in you. And then Drake jumped right in, and I said, so I got him, I got him. You know, and then I jumped in after him. And I don't know if any any of you guys have ever jumped into some strange uh, void, but a very plain, plainest void I've ever seen. You know, so plain that uh, I would never be in a movie. You say, geez, that's, this is like the uh, Stannis Baratheon of voids. It's void of personality, you know. Lord Commander. And I say, that was the most interesting thing you ever did, Stannis. You know, until you win, you know, hello, Commander. And I say, yep, so this was a saltine cracker of the voids, and that'll end my boring voids. So we dove in. Well, actually, Drake dove in, and I dove behind him, grabbed his ankles. Because I've always wanted to do that, you know, do some ankle skydiving. But not really, you know. They said, well, this is a great chance. And we, we, we it felt like... As soon as I grabbed his ankles, we started to tumble. And then we, next thing you know, we were tumbling, we were tumbling, we were tumbling, we were tumbling. And then we tumbled onto a, 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 a dance, a, a giant ballroom floor. And it, it kind of, it, it, it luckily, something like slowed us down. Oh, it's, oh, we landed in a giant pile of perfumed wigs. That was what slowed us down. And they were also powdered, so we were sneezing and venison. And the next thing I know, I heard the tickling, but not the tickling plus the plucking of one of, like, is that a harpsichord or whatever the thing is? It looks like a piano, but does plucking instead. I think that's a harpsichord or maybe it's something Baroque wrote, you know. And I said to myself, what in the name of Thomas Hulse or Luce? I've gotten his name wrong many a time. I think it's Hulse is going on here. And Drake didn't get that. Uh, you know, I said, right, you know, Amadeus. And then I said, I looked around in the, I couldn't even find a harpsichord. And, but my, um, you know, my, 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 my sense was this wasn't good. And I said, Drake, we got to hide in, in, uh, in these powdered wigs. And he said, I'm not hiding in a powdered wig. 
And I said, you could wear one and I'll put it on Instagram or you could hide in the wigs. And then he thought about it. He said, well, and he said, let's put some wigs on then. He goes, that could be a good look. And so we put on some powder. And I said, well, we don't have any outfits, Drake. And he said, well, aren't we supposed to be here? I go, I don't, I don't know. I know these, uh, I got a feeling that uh, Thado captured us. And this is the ballroom where the big costume contest is going to be going down. And he said, how do you know that? I says, the costume contest 2015. Say in this, you know, for for Supreme Commander, something. I can't read all that's too far away. So that's a really wordy sign. But I said, I, I said, I, I said, somebody's coming, Drake. And he said, what do we do? I said, uh, DWTS. He said, what is it, Dancing with the Stars? I said, yeah, you've, you've been on DWTS before, haven't you, Drake? He said, no. Well, I said, now's your chance. And so we put on powdered wigs. And, I, and instead of doing like that, I walked around Drake, and I snapped my fingers and yelled at him. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, left foot, right foot, left foot, shake. Donkey kick, make you you know, make a little you know, little earthquake. And I clap, clap, clap. Walk around Drake, and I say, you know, look at the audience. You know, I was just giving him the business, like I was a professional uh, choreographic critic. You know, like I wrote, you know, like I had the DWTSZ blog, you know. Where every week I review, you know, the, the core, you know, I criticize the choreographer, the choreographic critic, and I criticize their choreography, but also their method, you know, all that stuff. That's, that's, you know, my another life I live. And Drake said, What are you talking about? And I said, Well, it's part of I get in the character, I have to get, you know. And then I said, Do not question the teacher. And I said, I wish I knew your last name. And then I heard a, a slow clap, an e, you know, slow clap of of uh, of, of uh, evil. And I, but I said, okay, don't turn around. And I said, that must be Thado. And it, this voice, but it was a uh, wasn't the voice I suspected. It, it was uh, a familiar voice. Said, uh, and what do you call that dance, Andrew? And I said in Twitter, Siempre esta. Mosa Drake. And then Drake just went into an improv dance. And then I said, well, this is why this guy's a star, because he just started dancing. Like it's something that had a funky chicken in there for the Twitter. And he, I mean, I said, geez, he said, okay, we got a second career for Drake. You know. Oh, you know, Corey, Corey, you know, I said, you got to, anyway, the more important thing was I turned around and at the harpsichord was my piano teacher. Uh, But instead of uh, looking like a piano teacher, uh, she looked like a piano teacher that had had like a third life crisis or whatever you call it, like in your 60s, she went goth in her 60s. Because it, except she had like a PVC or, or a vinyl outfit on with uh, with some sort of thing around her neck that was like a high, I mean, this outfit was high quality, but uh, I don't know, something like you, like one of those, it was a perfect circle, like kind of like a doily, I've seen them, I don't know if clowns wear them, but, but it, like, uh, like one inch thick. Lots of, uh, I don't know how to describe it, kind of like a like a polished version of a, a, what a clown would wear on their neck, way more symmetrical. I don't know. Uh, see, geez, you might see a sense of somebody, but it looked great on her. And then she also had like some puffy things on her wrist that matched the neck thing. And just like a, some sort of helm, I don't know how else to describe it. And I said, "What are you going as Thado, the uh, harpsichordist this year?" And then Carol knew my weakness uh, for harpsichord, harpsichord, harpsichord music. I said, "Again, Scooter, it's not the harpsichord. It's the B. it starts with a B." And I said, "Or whatever the instrument is that I'm thinking of." 
But she started playing it, and I said, well, maybe this is some sort of harpsichord. But anyway, she started playing this harpsichord music, and I was, you know, I felt like, I don't know, it transports me to a place I've never been before, the harpsichord. It transport. I don't. I don't know how else to describe it because it's fam- just familiar enough to 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 hit a vibration in me. And I said, well, "Geez, one of my past lives, I was at, you know, in, involved in in some sort of, you know, I was in a world where harpsichord was regularly played, clearly." And so she started playing it, and then I started I immediately. I don't know if it's charades, but I immediately start, you know, the sh- it, almost like I become a giant, um, what are those things called, uh, like a puppet, um, you know, a, uh, what are those, you know, puppet, you know, where she's controlling my face and my mood just by notes on the harpsichord. And she, uh, she I said, oh, and then, and then luckily then Drake started dancing around me. And he was doing some sort of anti-harpsichord music, which I, normally I love harpsichord. But he was like, he was doing, and I said, maybe Drake has some magical powers. Of, he has the power of dance. But he started, I'd never seen anybody put more work into a dance with like, you know when you're singing to yourself when you're dancing? And it's kind of like to to spur you on, to energize the dance, but it's also a song and in your head, you're making it a remix of whatever you're hearing. Uh, that was happening, but it was happening live. So Drake was taking this harpsichord music, which was controlling me. He was remixing it in, into a dance. And he, he I never seen, I, I, I broke the spell. And I said, you must be Thado. And it was exhausting. He couldn't stop because she was still playing it. But, you know, I, I stepped away from his dance. And he seemed like he was getting pretty tired, but he was still doing it. I mean, Canadians, Drake's done you right now. And I don't know if he's trying to get citizenship here or whatever, dual citizenship. Get me a rubber stamp, I I will stamp it. Because the dance floor started to become gelatinous and he started to sink in it. But I said, anyway, my attention was on Carol, my piano teacher, now a harpsichord dictator. Oh, maybe that's another band name, harpsichord dictator. Harpsichord dictator. The old harpsichord dictator. But that's what she was. She was a harpsichord dictator. Harpsichord playing dictator. Former piano teacher. And she, she, she I said, so you're Thado. And she said, I am, Andrew. And I said, well, why did you enable me to help uh, Judy Garland? And she said, you needed to apologize to her. And, and I said, well, and she, and she said, she also requested you, and I'm the only one that had power to return to Earth. And I looked over, Drake was like halfway submerged in the dance floor, but she was still banging on notes while she was talking to me. And I said, I said in the back of my mind, I said, one, Drake's in trouble. Two, I probably should get out of here. And three... I don't even know how I got here. And I said, I said, I said, and she said, you've never filed to run anything, Andrew. And she, I don't think she knew about the podcast, clearly, maybe. But she said, you've always, she goes, I I knew you'd let Judy Garland down. uh, And you jumped into your own ignorance. And now you're mine, and you'll be picking out, helping me pick out my costume. And I said, well, I already have your costume. Why don't you play a failed harpsichord teacher? And she stopped playing. Just for a second, I looked over at Drake, and he was submerged, and he gave me this desperate look. And I said, well, you've got to make a crazy move here. And I jumped up in the air, and I dove into the liquefied dance floor, put my arms around Drake, and boom, we went into the dance floor. And for a second, all I could hear, I could hear the, uh, I could hear the chatter. We were, like, submerged in some sort of liquid-solid zone, but I was swimming with Drake, but it wasn't water. But I don't know, I had a confidence. I had a feeling things were going to be okay, because I could hear Spanish-speaking Mole men, and I heard, and I said, Are they on break? I said, La Rina and Charta. 
David said, are they talking about the debate? And then he said, Grimos in Roma, Romana. And I said, okay, I said, I don't know. And then I swimming towards the sound, and then I bumped up against something, and I swam again, and I said, Moleman, Moleman. I said, I need, and then I started banging, banging. I said, AC, AC, for the love of AC Slater, somebody hear me. And I said, Drake, you're going as AC Slater. And he said, yes, but he was so, he like was expiring, you know, exhaustion in my arms. And I said, this should clear up any feuds with us, right? Me holding you, cradling you in my arms. And he said, I just say, I said, you're a hero, Drake, no doubt about it. A national treasure, Canada's national treasure, but a a hero. And A.C. Slater for this Halloween. And he said, I love it, screech. And I said, no, 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 we're wrong, wrong. He said, I'll I'll be playing, uh, oh boy, actually... I said, I'd rather be like Lisa, too, you know. I said, well, I can't be dressed. Uh, definitely not Zach Morris. Huh. Well, and I have no, no chance of being Mr. Belding. And uh, I said, well, I'm not going to. I said, it's not a Saved by the Bell theme. And then I said, oh, man, we're still in this. And I said, for the love of eight, I got A.C. Slater here. And then finally I felt the wall shake, and then we drained through the wall. We spilled out into a tunnel surrounded by mole men. And I said, hola, guys, hola, hola, oh, you know, yo, Boboras, uh, this is my friend A.C. Slater, a.k.a. Drake. I said, we just had a run-in with Thado, and they said, we know Miss, Miss Garland sent us to, to get you. You know, he... he, he Thado uh, circumvent, and I said, hey, why didn't you guys tell me Thado was my piano teacher? And they said, come on, and then they stuck us in a tube, we shot right to uh, Judy, back to Judy Garland's castle. Uh, I put Drake to bed, um, and then I met with, the, I went to the audience room, is that what they call it, the audience chamber? And I went and saw Our Lady Garland, and she said, she, she said, come sit at this side, you know, on the floor. If I still had to sit on the floor next to her throne. And she said, she said, you've done well. And I said, why didn't you tell me my childhood piano teacher was Thado? And she said, she said, it wouldn't have made you nervous. And I said, well, it might have driven me by more of a darker urge uh, than nerves. So who might judge you? You know who might judge your, you know your 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 motivations, Miss Garland, Queen Queen Garland. And she said, "I'm not Queen yet." And she said, "Everything's going to plan with uh, with Julie Andrews." And and I said, "Well, wh- I said, uh, why did you tell me? I thought I had to, you know, get out." And she said, "You've done so well." And I said, I got a feeling I got to come up with, I said, you, do you keep in touch with Catherine Hepburn? Because I know I got about a thousand apologies coming her way. And she said, no, but now isn't it time to uh, find something for me? And I said, yes, Miss Miss, Miss Garland, my queen, my future queen. Well, like I said, I'm living, the, I'm going to be getting back to my universe too, right? And she said, oh, yes, yes, you will. And I said, well, Queen Judy... Oh, what about Judy Tenuta? How, how do you feel about Judy Tenuta? And she said, I need something m- more relevant. To the, and I said, yeah, you're right. I said, and I said, well, geez, okay, put that on. I said, Dude, could I get an assistant to keep track of all the other apologies I owe? And she said, that would be a very long, and she laughed. And, and she said, I'm sure Santa Claus is keeping a list. Maybe he'll let you look at it. And I said, you could go as Orange Lux, the, uh, the heroine of a few of my stories. And she said, I need some. And I said, oh, yeah, relevant. Sorry. I forgot you're, you know, one of the most famous actresses of all time. And I said, all right. Uh, I said, uh, let's go. Okay, let's get out of your throne room so I don't have, like, a, a royalty bias. And Ju- Judy, Judy Garland and I. That's right, Judy Garland and I. 
And she said she had plenty of royal guards and stuff, but they, we, we, she took me by my hand, believe it or not. And we went out into the garden. And I said to her, I said, do you... I said, I guess now it's different because you're probably like a higher intelligent being than me. But I said, I was just curious, like, if you... And she said, you're going to ask me about the Wizard of Oz. And I said, yeah. Is that something you're trying to... I said, not in a costume. I'm just curious for me. And she said, she said, I've, you know, still, you know, mixed feelings. And I, I said, oh, wow. So you're kind of still a human, you know, even though you're... She said she laughed and patted me, you know, like I was. And I said, did you know I was in a zoo in one of my former lives? And I said, it might have been a zoo with harpsichords. Because I, I said, I know I've, I've had a life where I was at a zoo as an animal. And then she started laughing as she had to sit down. We're in the garden. A very, very nice garden, outdoor garden with tall hedges and then I said, okay, and I and I, was, I guess I was trying to buy time because I said, well, geez, this is it. And I said, you have a lovely, lovely laugh and a beautiful laugh. And she said, oh, thank you for making me laugh. And I said, well, you're kind of laughing at me, so it's not like, I said, it's different. Like, it's not like I cracked a joke. I was just being myself, you know, so it's different than making, you know, I, I was, a, I was a, you know what I mean? And then she started laughing more. I said, okay. And I said, well, this is the first time uh, these past couple of weeks that I've been, uh, you know, a uh, survival-based uh, costume brainstormer. Uh, you know, I, so it's not like I've, I have a method to it. You know, MN, MNF, method non-forma is my method. And she, she she said, what is that? I said, well, it's a, a method without form, method non-form, and MNF. And so I do things here. And I said, probably be better if the method non forma, you know, or a method, method non formage, you know, method of eating cheese. And then she kind of laughed at that, and I said, see, that would have counted. That would have counted if it was funny. But I said, let's try to form. I said, let's start start in the middle of the alphabet, A, B, C, D, F, J, J, J. J, when I look at J, when I think of the word letter J and Judy and Howie, nothing, K, can I come up with a costume? Like a hard C, hard K for Judy Garland? No. No. And I started walking and doing a little dance because I was still dancing. I said, did I tell you Drake's going to be A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell? And she said, hey, she, and I said, do you ever watch Extra? I think uh, Mario Lopez is on Extra. He seems, I said, he, he, seems like he's got he's like very enthusiastic and and uh i said i don't watch extra i said i don't know if that's the one he's on either it might be access hollywood uh but i danced around i said k u k j k l live judy garland in outfit and i said no la la how are we going to dress you like the lion, I said, definitely not Toto, L-M-L-M. Mm, what are we going to dress Judy Garland as with an M? It could be monotonous going through all these letters. That's why I started in the middle, Miss Garland, to come up with an outfit for you. Ma, what is it? You know, M thinks, I said, you ever, remember M on Sesame Street? And I forgot, you know, all these age differences. And I say, you could be a millennial with a sparkle in your eye, Judy Garland. I say, you can't really go as a millennial. I mean, I guess you could. You know, we could make some sort of witty. But I said, and I said, it's pretty broad. I think millennial covers like uh, people 18 to 35. you believe that? And I said, you'd be in the, you wouldn't be on the 35 side, you know, your sparkle. And she said, quit kissing up to me. I said, and and not not to kiss up to Judy Garland. 
Not, what about something Shakespearean? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Outfit for Judy Garland. L-M-N-O. I need a costume for you. I'm thinking of something. said, I don't want anything in your, you know... It's got to be in your wheelhouse. But I said, when I say P, what, and then she started laughing. I said, when I say P, what do you think of other than peeing? And she was, she said, that's all I can think of. And I, she said, you're, she was laughing. She's like, you're going to make me pee, you know what I'm saying? And I said, Judy Garland beat her pants, pants, pants. Oh, pants, Judy Garland, be in a pants now. I'm trying to think of a costume for her now. Peter Pants, Judy Garland, Peter Pan, no, it doesn't work. Hugh Jackman, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> Elemental PQ. R, Q, R, Q, would it be QR code? No. Q, Qbert, no. Q, pool Q. Q, all so beautiful to me. Can't you see, Judy Garland? I can't think of a costume for thee. Q, R, 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 I need a costume for Judy Garland, please. Uh, Judy Gas, Judy Garland costumes. Uh, you know, ideas. Please call in. Uh, are you there? E T. No, that doesn't work. S S S S S S O S. I need a costume. Snakes and sugar. Sugar. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I got one idea, Judy, but I'm crossing my fingers. Something else is or something, something, something. Because I think in a hero, and I'm thinking it doesn't have anything to do with S. I don't know why it popped into my head. That's why I'm thinking it's a good idea. And then I could be your date. Okay, we're we're on to something, Judy. I think we are on to something. I said, what kind of, do you have the power to pull people out of other stories into here? And she said, why do you ask? And I said, I have one character we need to bring to the ball with us. And then, uh, you know, another Hollywood, could you get another Hollywood star possibly? Uh, you know, and she said, well, what shows he on? I said, Homeland. Or I said, he was on the first couple of seasons. I didn't, I stopped watching it, but I'm pretty sure. And she said, okay, so you need a character and one of the start well, Wait a second, do I need two of those? No, just one of the stars from Homeland. And she said, and what will I be for for the ball? And I said, well, I could tell you what I'm going to be, and then maybe you could figure it out. I said, did you watch, in the afterlife, do you watch, like, uh, one of the most beloved movies of all time? And she said, she said, I've watched, yes, we watch movies here. And I said, did you hear about a internet scandal involving the Silk Road? And she said, is this some sort of quiz? And I said, it is. And she said, okay, I still don't have any idea what you're talking about. And I said, how would you feel about calling me Miss Buttercup? And she still didn't. I said, man, Judy Carlin is a little dense when it comes to pop culture quizzes. And I said, uh, okay, okay. I said, did you ever watch uh, uh, House of Cards, uh, the star, uh, female star actress of the House of Cards, uh, ring a bell as a, a cup of butter? And nothing. I said, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, and she said, would you just tell me who I'm going to be for the costume ball so I can see if it's a good idea? And then I said, as you wish. And she laughed and she clapped her hands, jumped up and kissed me uh, on my, in the pocket between my cheek and my nose. And she says, it's brilliant. 
And I said, as you wish. I said, you're going to be saying as you wish to me, though, because I'll be Buttercup. And you'll be Wesley, a.k.a. the Dread Pirate Roberts. And I said, think about how sleek that I said, that's like timeless but relevant, don't you? And she said, it is. And I said, I wonder if my piano teacher, she probably, and she said, don't worry. She, and I said, okay. I said, no one's gone as a Dread Pirate Roberts before, have they? And she said, uh, I don't think so. And I said, we'll have my friend DeAndre the Giant. He's different than Andre the Giant, but he's a giant. And then we'll get Mandy Patinkin. They say, you can zap him out of his earth life, right? And she said, she said to save this world. They say, could you pick him up with, on eagle's wings and bear him off on the breast of dawn? Uh, make Mandy Patinkin shine like the sun? And I could hold him maybe my, I could only, you know, I'd like to hold his beard in the palm of my hand. And I said, I think he probably turned down any remakes of this, but this would be not a remake because it would just be a a masquerade. And I said, well, I guess maybe we should think about Mandy Patinkin because I don't know if he wants to play himself. But I said, well, we'll think about that. But you, my dear, I said, might as well get Christopher Guest while we're at it just so I can hang out with him. And she said, now you're getting, she said, you actually we better leave Mandy Patinkin out of it. And I said, what do you think about Catherine Hepburn as the Indigo Montoya? And she clapped. I said, and I said, well, let's pretend. I said, can Catherine Hepburn hear any of this? And she said, no. And I said, okay, I'll, I said, you, you know, while we're asleep, to, I'll run it by Catherine Hepburn real quick and pretend, you know, I said, I can see her. My name is Indigo Montoya. Is Indigo Montoya, right? And I, my name is Indigo Montoya. You may mess with my father. Prepare, prepare to go. I said, Hepburn can pull that off, no problem. I said, we're gold. And she said, I think we're good. And then she said, why don't you go check on Drake? And with that, I headed back to the castle to check on Drake. Drake was sound asleep, so then I... Uh, now we had, you know, two separate beds, which was nice. And Drake's a snore, but, but a nice Canadian snore, nice and comforting. So I climbed in bed. I listened to Drake. And Canadians kind of sore like, hey, ooh, hey, ooh. That's what it sounds like, hey, ooh, hey, ooh. So I started pretending like it was an owl that hadn't seen me. He said, hey, ooh, hey, ooh. And I just slowly drifted off with this friendly owl named Drake and uh, fell deep, deep asleep in my bed. Good night. Okay, I want to say good night to Maggie for her comments and uh, emails. Thank you, Maggie. Good night. Good night, Psyche Sexy. Good night, Magus. Good night, Ingrid. Lida, good night. Jason S., good night. Keep, I hope you're running through your dreams. Kath V., good night. Marissa, good night. Natman, good night. Uh, Deb K., good night. Shay, Animal Hair, again, good night. Over, good night, Facebook. You know, put, for real, put Facebook to bed right now. Put the Facebook down. Good night, Facebook. Good night, Pamela S.W. Good night, Monique, a friend of Pamela. Good night, Adrian or Adrienne. Good night, Dagmar. Good night, Ben. Ben, I know I hope you're I hope you're asleep and hearing this in your sleep. Uh, good night, Meg. Good night, Laura. Good night, Alexandra. And good night, Richard. And good night, Summer. Who's those emails just came in? Good night. Sleep so 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 nice. And I want to say on iTunes, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes, I want to say goodnight to Pony Up 1980. A pony from the great year 1980, ready to get up if ponies rested. And they've tried everything, fancy and not fancy, all the stuff, but none of it worked. But Boarfriend works for Pony. And Pony Up says, just don't, you know, they, they rely on it and don't stop, and I won't Pony Up. And then Safe and Numbing coming in from Timmy at 
and I hope that's a radio station to me and not your temperature. Unless it's in Celsius, and then I would have no, I'd, I'd say, I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, but uh, disarming the day's events, uh, a safe refuge for Timmy is 72.5. That's T, 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 Emmy, radio. Uh, Lord be to the S to the R, always puts Lord to sleep. And that's our good friend, Laura. I know you. Good night, Laura. Always works over for uh, Hanuel 23. How, how, you're the reason for the season, Hanuel. Uh, thank you. Always works. And, oh, and Hanuel's waiting for their mention. And there you go. You're amazing, Hanuel. A brain bot. With a with a, a human which whose name I can make into a Christmas. Uh, Axel Rosie says we're verbal ambient and that they sleep like. Uh, 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 I wonder if that's one of the brain bots, like a like a luxury brain bot that Axel Rose had. Like Axel Rose, he you know he's like I don't, I don't want, you know, give me the luxury brain bots with fancy names. And they said, well, we have these ones there for Rosie O'Donnell, but, uh, you know, they're, they're the best ever. And Axel said, I'll take them. And they say, okay, well, this one's called Rosie. And Axel said, okay, that sounds great. Uh, and Axel said, well, what do brain bots do? And they said, well, they bother you. We're just swapping these out. They, you know, they have luxury. You know, these ones have aromatherapy. They're still going to bother you all night. But that's why Axel Rosie found the podcast, so that works. And then I want to say goodnight to Manny Cat. I wonder if I wonder if which Manny Cat. That's a familiar C A T T. Oh, but this person's uh, been used to listen to the radio, but it's a little too uh, stimulating. And like most of us, white noise and nature sounds didn't work. Well, welcome, Manny Cat. And Scooter has a gift for relaxing tones and content. Uh, thank you, thank you. And then Panda Crow is on the road to sleep. The pointless meanderings are a highlight. It used to be they needed a silence to fall asleep, but now they may giggle, but then they'll fall asleep. It's better than a sleeping pill. And even when they wake up, they can use the Scooter to their boyfriend. I don't know, Panda Crow kind of makes me want to sing, too. But I said I was, you know, I'm trying to cut back on the singing this late at night. But Panda Crow, I said, I wonder if that's a thing, though, Panda Crow. What kind of crow is that, Daddy? Well, that's a Panda Crow, dear. No, it's not. It's a crow. Well, then why did you ask me? Well, I wanted to see if you had a story about the Panda Crow. Why well, do? It's short, though. The, the panda crow uh, wanted to be named the panda crow, and then somebody that knew everything changed his name back to boring old crow. And then the panda crow cried, and it, uh, uh, it had magical tears, and it became a panda crow. And it was proud of the little girl who had such great diction. The end. <laughs>